You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at one of us net at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, $10, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. All right, we're here to talk about Borat 2, also known as Borat Subsequent Movie Film, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make-Benefit Once-Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Or, actually, that title changes quite a few times during the length <laughs> of the film. But you know what? Before I say anything about this film, before we go any further, will you guys just get it out of your system? Go ahead. Very nice. My wife. I mean, everybody, for a just horrifying year was nonstop doing Borat impressions, including me. I'm as guilty <laughs> as anybody. Uh, you know, anytime there was like a thing, we were all laughing about something, somebody had to bring it down. We're going, ah, oh, it's like in my country. Like, is this knockoff Smirnoff all over again? Jesus Christ. It was. It so very was. <laughs> what I really hate is that he brought back Not from Wayne's World, which caused one of those years when it came out. I forgot about that until the beginning of this movie. And I was <laughs> like, oh, no. I remember the year Borat came out, and I think about it whenever I feel like making fun of Dave Chappelle from walking away for money from people yelling Rick James at him. <laughs> well, the Borat is an odd situation in that everyone just assumed there was no way in hell there was ever going to be another Borat film. I mean, he even, when he made Bruno, his follow-up, which was another really wacky character that used the same premise of nobody realizes that this guy isn't for real, and so you film these honest reactions from regular people, he didn't really completely get away with it there. Like, apparently they had a really hard time. People kept recognizing him because he had, because of Borat, become this huge star. So even though it's been quite a while since the last film, Borat has become pretty damn iconic. He had even said, I don't see any way we could really do another Borat, but whatever. Well, he found a way, and boy, isn't the timing <laughs> terrific. The answer is yes, yes, the timing is Ooh, in fact terrific. The timing on this is... Who knew the think, October surprise was going to be from Sasha Baron Cohen? <laughs> yeah. How he pulled it off, though, is Borat doesn't actually interact with the public very much in this. But. They made the smart decision of acknowledging that the first film was this big hit, and indeed he did become this iconic figure that Americans recognized everywhere. So he realized he would have to do something about that if he wanted to be able to get in through hallways of power or what have you. And that involved a series of ridiculous costumes. And they introduced a new character, which is of his much maligned daughter, because in Kazakhstan, daughters are basically <laughs> cattle. They, you know that one is successful when it has a cage. What does he call her? I have a son who is not male. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets sent back to America after being in prison this whole time for making Kazakhstan look bad. And they're like, okay, you get one more chance. We're going to give there. We have this chimpanzee that's like a hero of the country who starred in a series of successful porn films. 
and we're going to put him in a box and he'll come with you to America. And there you can offer him to a legendary because they love Trump and Mike Pence. You offer him to Mike Pence and this will do much for Kazakhstan to reclaim its glory. But when he gets there and opens up the box, the monkey is dead. His daughter has snuck into the box and has eaten the monkey. And so now he's stuck with his daughter and you get, of all things, the last thing I expected from a Borat film was a father-daughter <laughs> bonding movie. <laughs> Which, that's not a bad thing, but you know what? Let me just see who's here. I've got Trevor, my wife. Hello. I forgot we haven't introduced <laughs> ourselves yet. Matt, honorable cultural minister. Hello. And Adrian, who's just going with movie film critic man for some reason. <laughs> Hello. So we see the quest. How? What do you do? You got to pivot. So he's like, all right, I will offer my 15-year-old daughter to Mike Pence instead. But to do that, we're going to have to take her where at first she's got like mono brow and she's filthy and she's a mess. And I'm going to take her to a debutante ball and a plastic surgeon to give her big boobs. And all this stuff is going on while they have the book of how to deal with daughters and women, which is like, <laughs> you know, absurdly misogynist. Like, you shouldn't play with yourself because if you do, you will literally turn inside out when your hand is sucked inside your vagina. <laughs> and along the way, he becomes more, oh, maybe women are people too. We get more of the same thing we saw in the original Borat, which is really embarrassing, bad, bad people. Get some of the worst of humanity. Cringeworthy. And I think some pretty clever and even at points kind of subtle commentary there's a whole point where he's with these like very right-wing maga rednecks living with them in their house i don't know how that happened <laughs> supposedly they're not actors he's going around trying to destroy the coronavirus with like a frying pan by like hitting things on the wall like no 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 you you can't see it everything kind of means something a little bit more than just the joke and i love that about this but you can take this completely straight too and just laugh at how absurdly funny it is the interesting thing about the pair of rednecks that he hooks up with i mean that they enraged me they were conspiracy theorists pizza gators QAnon, really buried in the right wall extremists but there is something to be said about the fact that they took a stranger in off the street who just asked hey can i quarantine with you and they just kind of shrugged and said yeah sure they brought him into their home. They fed him. It seems like he was there a while. Yeah. They were very patient with him. <laughs> I mean, much like the first film, it finds a way of both showing these people and how fucked up they really are and also humanizing them at mm -hmm. the same time. That's probably the subtlest component of the Borat gimmick is that you can get to people's decency through their low-grade bigotry because they tolerate Borat the way they would like a kid. They're sort of like, eh, he's from Kazakhstan. They just wear thongs. It's a disdain for foreigners, but not the type of foreigners they've been trained to hate. So they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Well, it's something that Matt and I talk about on the Nighthawks podcast occasionally is that dichotomy of the guy who lives across the street from you versus the ones you see on TV. It's like when you're talking about immigrants, when you're talking about Muslims, it's not Mr. Jimenez who lives across the street that I'm talking about. It's the guys on TV. That's the threat. You need a socket for that plug, Trevor? <laughs> I, I do. Thank you. <laughs> Available on Stitcher Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> 
when faced with a situation, how bigoted are you? Is it just that you like to get online and say a bunch of bad words? Or when faced with that situation, are you going to let a guy from Kazakhstan into your house? This somehow makes these people seem like they're still possibly reachable because there is that component of empathy almost for them. I would say like a few of them. And then there's plenty that are just as bad as some of the most memorable people from the first Borat, where you can't believe the things that they have said. And you know that this is just how that person is forever. There's a plastic surgeon dude in here. I was like, watch <laughs> out for <laughs> that guy. Real. Everything that we're saying, very good. But I think there's something that people really, really want to know. The elephant in the room? No. Borat is one of the funniest movies ever made. Is this one funny? And the answer is absolutely fucking yes, it is. This is hilarious. This had me laughing to the point where my jaw was hurting. And I was kind of scared. I was wondering, like, okay, 2020 has been such shit. The last thing I need is a new Borat movie that I'm going to watch. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, oh, that kind of sucked. It's a thing that kills you. And you're like lying there of a heart attack. And you picture Guillermo del Toro <laughs> saying to you, we got to both stop eating so many yeah, pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true story <laughs> and 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 neither of us listened <laughs> no this movie is fan fucking tastic this almost feels like a break <laughs> with everything going on my only regret was i couldn't go in a theater how great would this have been to see with the whole crowd there's a lot to be said of the comedic effect of when something's already funny where you're kind of chuckling <sighs> building to uncontrollable laughter because everyone else around you is laughing that makes it so much more of a special experience the first borat and also the first jackass i walked out of both of those with an actual headache yeah because <laughs> you're laughing so hard <laughs> laughing so hard in the, in the contagious laughter of the group setting let's also be honest there's a lot of cringe oh in borat absolutely and there were moments here where i was like I need other people to experience this with me so I can power through because I know there's going to be a moment here. I know this is going to pay off. I know it's going to have a punchline. But, you know, because I was watching it in the privacy of my own home, I was able to hit pause, go outside, have a cigarette, think about life for a minute, reconcile what I was going through and then come back and watch. But it would have been so much better to do with a group. It's kind of hard to watch cringe watch stuff by yourself. It's the fun of everyone cringing at once that makes that effective. What we haven't talked about yet, other than Trevor alluding to it, <laughs> is the stuff in this movie that makes your jaw hit the fucking ground. When it all leads up to an interview with Giuliani, who is totally not in on the joke. I don't know how <laughs> this got past his people. We already know the guy's incompetent, but who you have working for you? Jesus fucking Christ. And I know people were like, Giuliani doesn't recognize Borat? No, it's his daughter. And there's hidden cameras everywhere. It's pretty much an end of Giuliani moment. Any other year, I think it would be. I don't know. Somehow I think he's going to get through this pretty clean. But if I might put on my tinfoil fez, I think that's why it happened. Giuliani must have a media team under 40. They must just be like the guys on the bridge on Darth Vader's Star Destroyer. Like they must just secretly be like, maybe this time Kylo won't come back. You know? <laughs> it's no big spoiler now to say like, yeah, we've been seeing the story all morning. 
the footage here is basically him getting ready to get laid from this underage chick or in the story underage chick she's actually 24 well and i don't know that she presented herself to him underage i don't know that he thought he was getting some underage trim but she is meant to look very youthful in the movie right I laughed really hard because his people immediately came out with messaging like, this is ridiculous. Nothing happened. Sasha Baron Cohen is a liar. It's like, look, dude, maybe you haven't seen the footage yet. <laughs> but and somebody's like, let me get this straight. There's a, a girl who looked like she looks like she's 15, she who is from another country. It's clearly very innocent and naive. She is a journalist. You drink whiskey with her. And then go back to your bedroom with her privately and start putting your hands down your pants and tucking letting her in help your shirt. You, tucking in your shirt yeah. and letting her help you remove your microphone from under your clothes. In what universe does that happen and it's not the precursor to sex? Well, the answer is none. <laughs> we all saw what we saw. If there's a sound guy there, it would have been the six and a half foot tall, not Sasha Baron Cohen sound guy that handled his lavalier mic, the talent would not do that. You know, Giuliani's defenders are going to go, she was just taking his mic off. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, it got weirder than that. It shouldn't have ended up in a bedroom, is essentially. Like, there's, there's no real defending it. Even if she was a journalist, yeah. like, there's no way. They went in the bedroom with drinks and they closed the door behind them. <laughs> she is flirting with him on purpose in the hopes that he is going to fall into a honey trap. And mm -hmm. he man, falls he right into it, man. <laughs> now, I will say, because I do have uh, another life where I am a journalist at a, a hard news, legitimate news site. This is a movie made for entertainment. It's not a documentary. Things may have been cut to make him look worse. I don't know. We haven't seen that. I imagine that's going to come out here in the next couple of days, how that scene was achieved. But if nothing else, just a really bad look. And here's the weirdest thing. The people from Kazakhstan might actually like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. I can't believe he can even fly. Yeah. <laughs> the, people, the people of Kazakhstan must just... Because Kazakhstan is a fairly normal place. I have no doubt that maybe somewhere in the backwaters of Kazakhstan, there might be an actual village as pastoral as the one that he allegedly comes from. But that's true of the United States, too. Like, there's somewhere deep deep in west virginia or someplace or north dakota you can you can find that place here but kazakhstan is normal they have electricity and you know obviously trevor you're in wyoming go outside and look around take a picture <laughs> <laughs> you know you joke about that but they actually some of the military trains right outside of guernsey wyoming they train here because this landscape is very like Afghanistan, high desert mountains. And so that is not inaccurate. Filled with gun-toting redneck terrorists. <laughs> here, here's, a, here's a quick but amazing digression. I grew up in that part of Wyoming, and we lived on a ranch that my dad got a sweet deal on because it was in the middle of a live fire range. <laughs> By the way, don't take it personally. I'm from bumfuck Virginia, so believe me. We used to play on a live fire zone that just no one told us. That's how well organized we were. And I was like, yeah, the military bombs there sometimes. They're like, all we knew is there was a bunch of huge, cool divots. Awesome. Uh, and now I live in Texas. You know, talk about like, I mean, I'm in the, the most civilized part of it, but I won't have to drive very far to see the mud trails of power. Anyway, let's go to final thoughts. Adrian, start this one. Well, off. I'm from Chicago and I'm judging all three of you. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> like I mentioned, I, I think Borat is one of the funniest movies of all time. And you wonder how they're going to do it. Is it going to top it? Is it going to be as funny? And for the most part, I would say this is as funny, if not more than the first one. This is definitely going to have a lot of moments that are going to make you go, what the fuck? How did this happen? How are they not cracking up while trying to do this? I feel like I'd be giddy just because of the fact that I'm getting away with it. This was brilliant. And even if you think that you heard some spoilers, you really didn't. There are so many things in this movie that are going to take you by surprise. I can't imagine someone not cracking up at this. I'm giving this a (laughs) very enthusiastic five child cages out of five. Matt, I had a very positive impression of it. Nothing in this, for me, will ever outshine the the sheer sublime Benny Hill comedy of Azamat and Borat chasing each other in circles, (laughs) which which he was the one... um, I don't know if the actor was still available. I I think he'd be quite elderly, although he does make a brief cameo. Um, It's a sit-in cameo, but, you know. I liked it a lot. The only big issue I had with it is the element of ambushing public figures is not quite as developed as it is in the competing Sasha Baron Cohen product, Who is America? If you like Borat and you like Bruno, it's pretty obscure. I think it's on, were you saying Showtime or Stars? Showtime, yeah. After some of the like scorched earth stuff in that, this was great, but uh, I didn't quite get to the place that like it got me when he ambushed Roy Moore. I would give it eight and a half out of ten unfortunately strained mankinis <laughs> and I, I want to make a special shout out to two people in it one is obviously i believe her real name is maria bakalova so she is a bulgarian I believe. she has a few credits but she's fairly obscure and she worked without publicity and under a pseudonym until it was released taking one for the team and stealing scenes from Sasha Baron Cohen, which is not easy. And let's just all make the the Instagram heart for the babysitter. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's only like five credited actors in here and she's one of them. I thought she was actually going to like take the girl to the human trafficking people and and (laughs) save her. They can't save you, honey. They're just titties. (laughs) That should be on her shirt. Trevor. Matt, I'm glad you shouted out Borat's daughter, the actress behind that, because I think she was fantastic in this. Sasha Baron Cohen knocks it out of the park. So does she. She keeps pace with him. She steals a few scenes from him, which is just remarkable. The other person I wanted to shout out, and this isn't much of a spoiler because this is also made press recently. There is a scene where Borat has an interaction with a Holocaust survivor, which is probably peak cringe for the movie. <laughs> But she is so lovely and so patient. It gives the movie a lot of heart that I wasn't expecting in that scene. I melted. It was unreal. So I wanted to shout that out. But ultimately, I thought this movie was hilarious. I thought it was shocking. I think Sasha Baron Cohen has outdone himself, which is no small feat. I thought the ways they had workarounds were really clever. I just, I really enjoyed this movie through and through. Uh, It does have a lot of cringe to it, so have a buddy handy. But uh, I think I'm going to give this 9 out of 10 sons who are not male. I was, once again, super shocked that this was even possible to do. I think that there's definitely something that made it not as funny to me as the first film, if only because the first film, we'd never really seen anything like it. It was 
really startling that we were watching this play out the way it was. And there was a sort of sense of shock that we were even watching this at all. This can't be real. And it was. Now we know, like, at least some of the details ahead of time, how they do this sort of thing, how they get away with it. And yes, like 90% of this is real, as far as we know at this point. They get to talk to even bigger and more impressive people and situations than they did in the first one, which is even more startling that that's even plausible. And a lot of it has to do with the actress playing the daughter, who's wonderful. She's on equal footing with him here in the film as being, I would call them straight up equal co-stars in many ways, because she's got a lot of stuff she does on her own. She's terrific. I would watch a spinoff about her, quite (laughs) frankly. Sasha Baron Cohen, he's a real talent. He hasn't fared as well with scripted comedy feature films. There have been a couple big disappointments in that arena. But he just this year, just a week ago, was in a drama playing a role that a lot of people are calling for best dramatic actor nods for the trial of the Chicago seven playing Abby Hoffman in there where he's totally wonderful coming out the same week as this man. They get, I don't know if there's like a thing for getting nominated for at the golden globes, best actor comedy or musical and best drama, but this might be the year for Sasha Baron Cohen. Cause he's wonderful in both things in two very different ways. This is so good at reading exactly what needs to, to be said right now it's such a timely film it's dead on its target with its humor the way it does it but it never quite goes to the point of feeling like it's being cruel either they let people knock down the stuff themselves that's part of the secret of this it's like i'm just creating the situation to see what you're gonna do and (laughs) they tend to do the worst possible thing but At the same time, you do see them as actual real people. And that's interesting. At least the ones he bothers to spend more time with, like the aforementioned two rednecks who take him in and feed him and take care of him. He's like jumping around the house wearing no shirt and a fucking like dildo underpants. And they're just acting like nothing's happening. Must be a weird foreign country this guy's from. I mean, you can only presume these rednecks have no idea how other cultures work. (laughs) Just no idea. Like haven't even looked into it a little bit. So... This is really funny. It is jaw-dropping. It is hard to take cringy, and it's kind of a must-watch this year. I'm going to give Borat to 9 out of 10 awkward looks on Mike Pence's face. (laughs) (laughs) You know, before I regret it, I do want to shout out the arc in this movie, I think, is a lot heavier. The arc in Redemption and change in the characters is a lot heavier in this version than it is in the first one. And there's a lot of strong female voices throughout this movie who call out certain situations. And there's a very specific one who is from a totally unnamed, unknown character that just says, that is really fucked up. That was a refreshing thing to kind of hear that voice kind of interjected from time to time. Like, no, this isn't right. That's a lie. This is bullshit. You're acting badly. It's important to note that that element is in there. It's not all just a free-for-all of of bad behavior. Also, just extra note for anyone who enjoyed this, I discovered somebody else turned me on too. There is a over 15-minute clip that's on YouTube of him and his daughter 
on Jimmy Kimmel in character. Oh, that's a riot. It's like totally a bonus feature type thing. Like, oh, wow, here's 15 more minutes of new material with the two of them playing off Jimmy Kimmel, who's just corpsing all the way through it. Right. <laughs> it's just like you can't he can't handle it. But it, it's well worth watching. If you like like me, you're like, oh, no, is that all shit? Is that why well, I stayed all the way to the end of the credits going? There's got to be an end credit scene to this. Right. No, there is not. But just go to YouTube, Jimmy Kimmel and Borat. 